<laughs> Gosh, John, I forget how good you are at karate. That's incredible. I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant. Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, Yeah. warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Knock around is the solution. They've been making high-quality shades that don't break the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that, and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of the karate stuff. But it could so. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Nathan E. Listen, Nathan, this this you have a voice for radio, my man. I mean, listen hey, to that. Listen to those dulcet well, tones. Look, I don't want to jump ahead here, but I saw on your on your little brag sheet that you do a lot of voiceover work, which I did not know. I do. I do. do you, as really? you should. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm one of the voices for there's this world smoothjazz.com global radio. And so one of their voices and and then I yeah, I, I get out sometimes it's just kind of lucky. I was we did the Christmas tree lighting uh, for uh, uh, Barack Obama's last tree lighting. Wow. And they said, hey, we need a, it was Hallmark, and they, hey, we need an announcer for the show. Okay, ladies no and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. It was good fun. I, you, I like So the, I would imagine that's a totally different voice, though. You got the smooth jazz voice, and then you got the President Barack oh, yeah. Obama's uh, Christmas tree lighting voice. Christmas tree lighting. And uh, as a matter of fact, Aloe Black was on the he was i saw he did oh yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's with, a dadville alum ladies yeah. and gentlemen 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Something just responded to my heart. I'm ready. Yeah, I was I was ready to salute. I didn't know where I was, but I was so excited to salute. Ladies and gentlemen. Good. I, you know what I like about that is your brand is consistent. Not only is the bass low, but your voice is low. Yeah, so right. everything is coming in just like in it's the coming sub. in low. They my coming friends in. say you're the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's so biblical. But yeah, um, John, man, man, good to see you. And, uh, it's so good to see you. you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Oh man, a huge pleasure. I I uh I was excited. I mean, you know, being a dad is is the best. So as soon as you said Dadville, come on. Yeah. I'm well, in. John and I, we get together before we do these. And uh, we both sat here and it was like five-year-old kids. I mean, both oh, of us, as you know, you know guys. John's talent, but I'm a singer songwriter too and a, and a musician. And um, I mean, this is, I, I had, I'm having to contain a lot of excitement right now. And so if oh, I start crying on. or laughing hysterically, don't or stop, don't my stop. shirt, yeah, my shirt <laughs> is suddenly taken off in the middle of this. I can't, uh, you know, anything well, can happen. We, and saying. we have had many times where we, you know, we always get together and kind of prep before. Right. And we've had some that were just like, okay, we do we go this angle with this mm-hmm. thing or do we mm-hmm. go this angle? Yeah. And with this one, we were just like, I told Dave, quote, yeah. I was like, That's, I don't want to fight it. Let's yeah. just step into the river yeah. of Nathan East's <laughs> accomplishments. Yes. And I just want to swim. I just want to swim. Let it take us. Let it take uh, us. You know. So, well, so the, in, you know, Franklin, and, and you know, that's where we recorded. I've, I've done three of my albums there, right there. In oh, Beautiful. I didn't know yeah. that. Here in, Franklin, in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, Yamaha. Uh, Yamaha Studios. Done Studios it. right there. Oh, so yeah, I, I do want to say for for the listeners. So Nathan and I met. I don't know the first time we met. Probably fourteen years ago, something like that. Yeah, I've I've been like with that. Yamaha as an as an artist for fifteen years, sixteen years maybe. And Yamaha puts on these amazing shows where they will bring like Yamaha artists in and everybody comes in and plays like three, four songs. And the band at these things are, the band is incredible. And I, I, I like, it's a very intimidating thing to walk into because you, you, it's typically out in LA or whatever. You, you fly in, you go in the night before. I remember one time it was like, uh, uh, Jason Mraz was was sound checking right after me. And so he was like sitting in this empty theater, just kind of watching. And Natalie Cole had been oh, up geez. right before me. So it's so intimidating. And no, it- I, I mean this, you if you weren't in that band, it would be a totally different experience for me because you were always so kind and oh. so encouraging with those oh, things. Well, you were and- awesome. And and such a killer player, and so I I'll always love it when you're part of the band. I'm like, oh, if well, Nathan's there, it's gonna be great. Remember when you you know you showed up and and uh, of course everybody said, hey John McLaughlin, love your guitar playing, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, great. of course. But right. um, you know we didn't know each other, but then you you sat on piano, and started playing and singing, and everybody just said, what really, you know? And and uh, shout out to our buddy Chris Giro at Yamaha yep. for uh, yep. producing those shows and and. He goes for the he goes for the gusto, you know. He does, yeah. Very very high standards, and um, so not only are the artists that are on them um, amazing, but then you know we have to try to assemble. He's he's asked me to be music director for those for many years now, and so you, you just call your you, you call the A team, and um, when they can make it, it's then you just 
who are the drummers <laughs> yeah. i asked john i grew up playing drums so i'm always like i geek out especially on drummers but who are the drummers that usually do those with y'all well i mean we've we've had everybody from jr and dugu oh, jeez uh, louise teddy campbell teddy, I mean, yeah teddy was the does, one on does, a lot of the ones is gad a yeah. yamaha guy isn't steve gad a yamaha he guy? was oh, forever oh, okay yeah. i think okay. he still is yeah okay okay yeah, that because that's I would just, I wouldn't even sing those shows. I'd just be like, guys, you play. I'm just going to stare at y'all. And everybody can look at the back of my Steve head. Steve God, as they call him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've if, never thought of it. Oh, oh my man. gosh. So we need to warn the listeners just ahead of time. Like, yeah. look, yeah, this is going to be deep yeah. music nerdery yeah. happening yeah. here. But buckle up. This, From my this, end. Well, hey, now, <laughs> we have we have little to give except for our enthusiasm. Um, and John's pretty just piano playing. But so, th- so Nathan, the way we start these, we, we have like a brag sheet. And we've had uh, some f- phenomenal brag sheets we've done. I, I'm, I have to say this is probably my favorite one so far. And that's a hot take because oh, we have on, had man. some studs on here in all kinds of walks of life. But this is this is wow. appealing to every bit of my yeah. just absolute music nerdery. And so folks, I want y'all to buckle up. This is this is a brag sheet for the ages. I don't know that we should do another podcast after this one just for how <laughs> insane this brag sheet is. Because already people are listening and they're going, I just want to hear him talk. And a couple of people might have like been lulled to sleep and they may be in the jungle somewhere on the side of the road it's, right now waking up. For mine. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, so listen, folks. Nathan East, listen to this. Everything that I'm about to tell you is true, which is ridiculous. Okay. He's recorded, performed, and co-written songs with performers such as this is I start giggling when I get look at this list. Bobby Womack, which can we talk about him just for a second? Oh man. Um, Eric Clapton, Michael Jackson, Joe Satriani, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, Phil Collins, Stevie Wonder. I'm giggling. Dodo, Kenny Loggins, Daft Punk, Chick Corea, Herbie Hancock, and John McLaughlin, the piano player. He's <laughs> yes. this, now play bass That's for right. all those people, right? Literal magician and a member of the Magic Castle, which is a huge oh, aside. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast okay yeah founding member of foreplay which is one of the greatest bands of all time and anybody that's listening right now that knows foreplay is geeking out because they're losing their mind how cool this is went on the road with barry white at 16 again a whole other podcast just that this right here folks and because you're talking to two songwriters too wrote easy lover with philip bailey and phil collins which was nominated for a grammy in 1986 <laughs> just i just have to laugh that's me just giggling that's joy bubbling out of my soul played live eight in 85 with kenny loggins appears on eric clapton's unplugged album which again any of these you could end this at any of these sentences and it's still a significant success right but there's more folks 2007 he, yeah, th- well, you know what's funny about but that? Wait, I had there's more. there's more. Yeah, I had dinner with uh, Russ uh, uh, Titleman, and we talked about that record. This is a decade ago. I was playing New York City, and he was coming to the show, and I just peppered him. Like I t- we talked about back in the high life and that record, and he mentioned you, and I was it was I was like the happiest I've ever been he didn't eat like literally i didn't let him eat i was i just pull food from his face but please just keep talking <laughs> um he has oh in 2007 received a congressional record for his contributions to the music industry has an online bass school through artist works listen to this named most valuable basis by naras naras i mean earned a grammy nomination for his 2015 self-titled solo album inducted into the tec awards hall of fame in 2015 in-demand voiceover artist, which we talked about. Over, Listen to this, folks. Pull over. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Over 1,600 album credits. 1,600. 
I haven't listened to that. I mean, and I'm a music, like, that's all I do. I haven't listened to that record. Just in the last five years, he has appeared on albums by Ringo Starr, Eric Clapton, Kenny Rogers, Neil Diamond, Barbara Streisand. Folks, are you kidding me, Mr. Nathan East? I mean, I don't. I just should we end there? Maybe you can just like quote a Bible verse and we'll just Thank end this. Thank you very much. Good night. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so here's here's the thing: is John John sort of warned you? He he sort of uh, gave you the shot across the bow here. I, I th- there's just questions that I can't not ask. Like it's it's there. Every bit of me is is dying to know some things because of who you are, what you've done, the success you've had. Uh, and so, there's well, but first, questions. before we yeah. get to that, though, yeah. We always ask, what do you oh, what yeah, do that's you right. think that's right. of when I'm you hear your brag sheet? Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're around long enough, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be more runway behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, and uh, and, and also, no, I mean, it's it, it's flattering. It, it kind of represents uh, what we all know is, is a lot of hard work. Yeah. And um, a, a lot of times I don't I don't stop to, t- you know, to look back. Mm, but I right. do, everything you mentioned, I have very fond memories of mm. playing Live Aid and, and, yeah. and recording Unplugged and, you know, playing at the Grammys and, and, and all that stuff. And it, it just uh, it kind of feels good. I mean, every now and then you stop and and say, OK, take a breath. You know, OK, this is cool. But you just kind of we all know about hard work and keep going and. And keeping your standards high, keeping your, uh, you know, staying humble and, and being nice and all the things that go with uh, what we, you know, could maybe call success at some point. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you're 16 and you're playing Madison Square Garden with Barry White and the love in the middle of the orchestra, it's it's kind of it's kind of exciting you know and at that point yeah what's funny about that is like when you're like you know when you're 16 and you're playing Madison Square Garden everybody's like like, of course you're only talking about you yeah that's not yeah no it's 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 been one of those lives even even to this day I mean I I I wake up and and I just you know I say thank you lord you know because it's it's just a a blessing to be able to you know last week phone rang and uh it was Ringo, you know, hey, can you come yeah. up to the house? <laughs> and and I said, what, what time, you know? And so I was just <laughs> up there Sunday doing some new music with him. And he's he's a blast. And when I when I reflect on when I was, you know, at the broom at maybe age 14, when the Beatles would come on TV and it's kind of playing yes. along with the guys, he's in the broom. And now you uh-huh. know, hanging out with the man himself. Uh, George insane. Harrison was a very dear friend. Uh-huh. Uh, rest his soul. And so... Uh, you know, it's, it's those are those are the moments where you think, man, just I love it. I love my life. <laughs> do you, do you have that moment? I mean, like this last week when you said that, and you're sitting there with Ringo, and he's playing. Are are you? Ha- is that happening while you're playing? Where you're kind of like, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, it's fun, and and you know, there's another really good bass player that he gets to play with all the time. <laughs> so he, uh, <laughs> you know, you. you you gave me a high compliment. Said you have two favorite bass players, and you're the other one. You know. Yes, like, yes, come that's on, right. Man. Come you know? on. And and um, but you know, the, you guys understand this is all part of just we go in and try to leave some some good notes, try to write some good notes, and uh, just leave something you know on the table, and mm. and uh, and it's just fun. I, you know, to have made so many great friends, and uh, again, you know. 
present company talking to you guys you guys are out there just like killing it you know and uh i see the piano right there john i don't know if we're gonna hear anything but uh he's always got something prepared you know he's always yeah ready. There he's we go. always ready he's always ready so 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 as you were saying the this job that you've done for so long how much you love it and 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 you mentioned live aid these things so there's questions that we just have to ask okay and some of these john and i were laughing before um there's going to be probably a million answers right and you're gonna every single one of these questions you're gonna like get mad or roll your eyes or judge us and that's okay um, well and we we want no to judging. take the, we want to take the pressure off of you yeah because we want to say that these are imp like this first question it's an impossible question yeah these so, yeah so whatever the whatever the first one that comes to your mind to yeah. answer okay so so uh uh question one is there a favorite song that you have played on or or and, and hey we'll give you a five if you need it. Wow. but like do you have a song that that, that is your favorite wow. that you've played on there's a there's one very special one and when we recorded it i always say you know the bass played me i wasn't playing the bass and that that's tears in heaven you know and it's oh called, man it's, it was written for uh, young Connor Clapton. Mm, it was uh, just like you know you you put the you put the instrument on and then it, you know I was playing fretless. We were in Village Recorders. Russ was there, mm, and and again I the notes that came out. I mean the bass was playing me. You know. Yeah. And uh, so that that's way up there. You know, uh, Get Lucky Daft Punk is mm -hmm. is one of my faves just because it was so much fun. And then I I was I was just you know happy with the way the world responded to that song oh my so, gosh it had to be so encouraging too because it's such a musical song Do you know yeah I mean? you know to have it's, nile and and uh, yeah Pharrell and and then we got to play it at the grammys with stevie wonder and um you know to look out and see everybody beyonce mccartney you know everybody in the audience just dancing and having a great time steven tyler yeah katie Barry, you know, yeah, Ringo. yeah. This is yeah. like the entire music business is right there dancing, and we're on stage yeah. with Stevie Wonder and Gosh. all the guys, you know, just having the best time ever. I thought, but you know what? Doesn't get much better than yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you able to that that scenario that you just painted for us is is my I cannot wrap my mind around it right as a moment. <laughs> it's such an overwhelming moment that you must have been in, but you've been in. You've been decades worth of those kinds of moments. Are you able to like, it sounds like you are, but are you able to take them in and in, in the moment of them? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You, you, you take it in. It's just that, um, when, and they go by pretty quickly, but it's just fun to think, you know, of, of a kid that just started out in the neighborhood and just like everybody else and with a bunch of dream dreams. And, and then you look up, you know, and you're playing for 2 million people at the steps of the Lincoln center Good for gracious. the inauguration of president Obama, you know, with mm -hmm. Springsteen and, and uh, Stevie wonder and, you know, like the, almost the entire industry, Bono, right. and, um, you know, Mary J. Blige, Herbie Hancock, Garth Brooks, I forget for everybody I name, I forget. Yeah, five yeah, people, yeah, you know, yeah. James sure. Taylor, you know, and yeah. And then everybody was was reduced to kind of like being a kid, you know. Yeah. After after uh, the inauguration, after the concert, they said, please remain seated while the first family leaves. And, and uh, the Obamas came up to all of us, greeted us, shook our hands. And, you know, you, you become a kid again. And, yeah. uh, you know, playing for the Queen of England and Nelson Mandela at the Royal Albert <laughs> Hall. <laughs> and then they do a greeting line, you know. And um, 
playing for the Pope. (laughs) (laughs) And and the Pope actually came up, he came around the New Orleans Superdome, 50,000 people. And uh, they came around the back and and our eyes met, you know, I I got the, I got the blessing. And then he actually came up while, while I was playing and reached his hand out and and, and shook hands with me. Pope John Paul II. Wow. I didn't know you could stretch that far. That's amazing. I can't. That's actually a friend of mine. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Do you, speaking of your friends, do Uh you ever bring your kids to the grocery store? Oh, Dave, that's like the rookiest of rookie mistakes. No. In fact, you shouldn't even bring yourself to the grocery store. No. It's Thrive Market all the way, Dave. That was a trick question, and that is also Uh. the right answer, John. (laughs) Thrive Market is our go-to for all our grocery and household essentials and the convenience of ordering everything on their website or app and getting everything delivered to your doorstep quickly is a huge stress reliever. Huge stress reliever. And the products are amazing. Mm -hmm. Plus, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks and trust that you're getting high-quality products mm. so that you can shop worry-free. Yes. I don't like to shop worried. You know what <laughs> God, I mean? Worry shopping is the worst. <laughs> you just place an order for some gluten-free items, like using the gluten-free filter. Ooh. Boom. It just gives you all the gluten-free stuff. Wow. I got Fit Joy grain-free pretzels. Yeah. P.I.P. corn white cheddar cheese balls. Guys, for those of us in the loop, it's called pip corn. No, no, no. I call it... PIP, it's a, again a Midwestern okay. regional thing. <laughs> totally. And I got some Lotus ramen noodles. You are off. You're just off. I'm you're off to cra- the races. You are Dave. crazy, John. <laughs> Not only do I save time shopping as a Thrive Market member, I also save money on every single grocery order, over 30% each time on average. That's they crazy. even have a price match guarantee and a deals page that changes weekly. That's right, Dave. In fact, on my last order, not to be you know competitive about it, but my last order of gluten free items, the cost was four. $46. I saved 11 bucks. <sighs> I saved 10 last time. Plus, when you join Thrive Market, and you can enjoy it and join it, John. I was trying to make both those it's words It's not work. an either or. It's, you can, guys, it's choose your own adventure, okay? <laughs> and when you join and enjoy Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash dadville for 30% off your first order plus free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dadville. Thrivemarket.com slash dadville. And join today. Dave. Dave. I John. I knew you were going to... No, oh. I said... Wait. Okay. I'm John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So far. And you know what else? What? I'm also thinking about how do we eat better? I could tell your eyebrows always tell when you're thinking That's why I forgot my name because I was thinking about it. And we're all thinking about it. But look, a healthy breakfast, it doesn't have to be boring. No, I think they say it does, John. They say it does. But you know who says it doesn't? Who? Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has the amazing cereal flavors that you love. Without all the bad stuff. Gosh, I would love to have stuff without all the bad stuff. Do you know what That's I mean? right. Well, Mag- you can. Well, thank. What I was about to tell you, but you interrupted. Magic Spoon <laughs> is an easy way to get in protein before or after a workout That's as right. well. Magic Spoon cereal contains how many grams of sugar? Two Zero. 000. What? You would think. 
Zero. What? 13 to 14 grams of protein, and it's only 140 calories, and it has four net grams of carbs in each serving. That is hard to believe, but I've got more information that's even harder to believe. Give it to me. It's keto-friendly, yep. gluten-free, yep. grain-free, yep. soy-free, no. and low-carb <sighs> to fit so many lifestyles. You can grab a variety pack with their top four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Also, the four members of that rap group we started in high That's right. Time, that's right. I hope they're doing well. They are doing well. Peanut Butter called me last week. He's opening an auto shop. Listen, go to magicspoon.com slash dadville to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code dadville at checkout to save $5 off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash dadville and use the code dadville to save $5 off. Wow. Who, what were you playing? What was the What band was that? What was that for like what was that the... was a, a youth rally concert and a friend of mine john franzak who we used to play together at um at the clubs in san diego he put that together and, and he called me and said hey we have a gig with the pope Jeez, <laughs> you know? so, um you know and, it, and it's really it, it's really just a magical situation you know when you when you're in those and and um you just absorb the moment yeah you know the, the, yeah. This is a slight different from that first one. So you've said, you know, the songs that some of your favorites, do you have, do you have any that you're especially proud of? You know what I mean? Either it was like something really cool you pulled off or it comes on the radio now or you hear it and you're like, man, I just like, if there was a song that you're like, this is going to rep me. If somebody, <laughs> you know, you're on the plane with somebody like, Oh, what would I know? You know? And you go check this, check this one out. Well, you know, um, "Easy Lover" turned out to be one of those songs that my kids loved when we, we'd hear it on the radio. You know, so anything that makes you cool with your kids, oh, is, bro, is a, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, that is a great answer. And, 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 and uh, shout out to them, by the way, Sarah and Noah. They're they're twins, and uh, oh, they're they about twins. to graduate UC Berkeley. So. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. nice. listen, we're gonna get we have oh, we have a we have a, a bunch of dad questions. Don't you worry, but we we still. <laughs> Don't you try to skirt over this because we need to keep that a little longer. <laughs> so, so for those, and, and what I, not that easy. Oh yeah, no, 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 sir, no, 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 no. Um, so and and for those who are listening, I just I for the song we mentioned songs, but I, I pulled up the Spotify playlist of songs you played on, and I'm going to do my best to just give the just so people listening can have a context for the songs that you played on, which I literally start giggling like this is this makes me so heavy. Something happened on the way to heaven by Phil. Collins, Saving All My Love For You by Whitney Houston, which blows my mind. Changed the world, Eric Clapton. Now and Forever, Richard Marks. Easy Lover, which again, uh, Nathan had a part in writing, which is crazy. Phil Collins, Philip Bailey. Uh, Footloose by Kenny Loggins. I mean, are you kidding me? Get Lucky, Daft Punk. I Just Can't Stop Loving You, Michael Jackson. Are you kidding me? And this one, this actually, I'm not kidding. Nathan may be my favorite. Giving you the best that I got, Anita Baker. I mean, in, in the like, I, I listened to that again this morning because she is one of my favorite of all time. But I love, I love how much you get to do on that song. Like some of the bass yeah. chords you're doing. It's not just you know, hey, I'm playing along. Like her, her music, I think for players had to be really fun to play on because there's Absolutely. space for those kind of things, you know. Yeah. And she was known for that. But I mean, that song, feel it coming the weekend. I mean, this is there's Lionel Richie. It's it's like the literally the never ending list of people here I, i'm i'm scrolling and consistently scrolling at shaka khan through the fire are you kidding i don't even know you play on that That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is insane so so and you just kind of mentioned this too another question i was curious about do you have like a favorite live show moment i mean i know like you kind of just listen but is there one that when you sort of have like the preeminent thing at the top of your brain 
is there something that that would be hard for me because you've just had so many it's iterations of great bands. Hard. And, the, the, um, the one, the one at the, the Grammys, you know, I have to say that's, that's way up there. You know, yeah. We're at Staples mm-hmm. Center. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've done over a hundred shows at the Royal Albert Hall in London and Jeez. many of those have been very, very like big highlights. Um, uh, I got to sing Cat on my way home there. Oh my god! With an orchestra, you know. <laughs> oh wow. my gosh! And you know, Eric, he's he's fantastic as a as a music collaborator. And you say, Hey, Nate, can you have a go at sing Cat on my way home? And uh, I did it at Royal Albert Hall Orchestra, and then I got backstage, and Stevie Winwood came back and. Anyway, you know, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't know you were out there. I was about to, <laughs> yeah, I was about no to kidding. Oh, God, if you had known he was there. No, no if way. I had known. And, but it was good, you know, playing Grand Ole Opry, you know, and Vince Gill yeah. was my music director. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we did, uh, we did Can't Find My Way Home there as well. No way. Nice. Yeah, and that was like, I couldn't believe how it was um, just incredible to stand there on that beautiful stage look at uh look at all those smiles and people mm. enjoying the music and think wow this is uh and uh, my friend gary bells owns house of blue studio he had um just received uh carl perkins uh, suit which uh, oh had, my gosh the smithsonian they just sent it back he said hey Nate, wouldn't this be cool to wear to the grand old opry so he said, oh. let's try it on it fit perfectly you know, no no perkins way suit. <laughs> it's like, come on man you're kidding me you can't make this stuff up. And, and it was, it was just a, a moment, you know, and, and uh, so I had my boots on, but yeah, I mean, playing at places like Carnegie hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in New York, we do stings rainforest foundation benefit every year. And a lot of times Elton, Stevie wonder, um, James Taylor, Bonnie Raitt, a bunch of people. He get, gathers all his friends and, you know, to stand on that stage at Carnegie hall was amazing. I think I was 18 when I was played there with Hubert Laws. Uh, we did a duet. Uh, together you know i mean so yeah it's it's a it's a charm life i like i say i start and i begin and end every day on my knees yes <laughs> mm-hmm. yes that's amazing mm-hmm. thank um, the good lord so so it, you, you speak to your to you know how long you've been playing and, and since you were young i mean as you just said 18 playing um you know in carnegie which is crazy do you this is something i was really curious about too when you think about being in the studio as much as you have have there been art like who is the artists or artists that you were the most geeked out? Like you showed up and it was like you were having to sort of like contain the giddiness. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, there's there's two forms of of geeked out or or freaked out. One was um, when Chick Corea. <laughs> I like that. that that's a subtle but but very geek but and yeah, freak. <laughs> geek is where you're going. Oh my goodness! I can't believe you. She's standing right there. Next yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. But freaked is when Chick Corea calls you to play um, and sub for John Patitucci. Oh uh, my gosh! Uh, on a gig with the Electric Band, you know that's oh that's like gosh. freaked out, you know. So um, I imagine that's a lot of wood shedding. It's a lot of shedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I was I actually was on the airplane for the eleven hour flight to Jakarta, which was our first gig, uh, practicing the whole time. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yamaha made me a special bass that that was headless, uh, just for that. You know, no so that way! I, no so way! That I could take it on the plane and practice, and I had my headphones hooked up for you know ten hours straight. Oh my, my gosh! gosh. That's it, amazing. Song. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was. Uh, pucker factor was pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! Yeah. Because uh, you know we didn't have a chance to really rehearse, so 
my first gig would be just uh, a sound check to run over you know, endings and intros. I can't. I can't. My blood pressure is so oh, high just thinking of that scenario. <laughs> I'm going to need a nap after that. I can't think of a gig that would be more stressful than literally probably that one. Literally yeah. that one. Pretty, pretty, pretty stressful. But we, we got through it. I had, I had a lot of guys on the side of the stage. They were, they were praying for me. <laughs> Hands every, up on the side. Everybody, of the side. Yeah, they were, it was, it was really funny. Cause they thought, you going to get through this. Okay. And, and chick couldn't have been sweeter. We oh, had the best time. Gosh, man. That would have stressed me out. I mean, what, what is it like when you're in the studio with Michael Jackson? What is it like when you're in the studio with Clap? I mean, you know, you know these guys, I know, but yeah. you know that that's you're, you're dealing with just such high. That's some fire. I mean, obviously, you are incredible at what you. That's why you're there. But then you now have these guys who have and and girls and bands where it's like that's well, got to be a thing. You know, Michael Jackson, and and the thing is, is he was as cool as he could be. I was pulled up to Westlake. Um. And then a, a, a black Mercedes pulls up right next to me, tinted windows. I didn't know who it is. And who gets out of it? But Michael Jackson, red leather coat, looks like he just came from the Beat It video. No, no. <laughs> and he's the glasses and everything. And then, but then it's just, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. just hanging and recording music, having dinner, just like, you know, there's nothing to it. But yeah. you know, at the same time, you're going, Hey, that's Michael Jackson. That's yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, that would just be a, a, a seared into my memory forever. And Quint, Quincy Jones called me to play on uh, one of his albums called uh, Back on the Block. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. We were playing the song Birdline. Oh, yeah. I was going to play, you know, kind of Jocko's bass part. So I, I get to the studio and Sarah Vaughn's out in the studio singing. And he gets on the uh, talk back and he says, Hey, Sarah, come in. Uh, Nate's here. He's going to do the song real quick. So going to take him about 10 minutes to come in there. So I'm sitting there and there's Quincy Jones, Sarah Bond, Bruce Sweetie, and they're all looking at me. Like, okay, go. <laughs> you know, you got 10 so, minutes. Go. You got 10 minutes. Uh, oh, so, man. you know, moments like that, you, you remember, but uh, I'll never forget Whitney Houston coming in first oh, time. Oh, gosh. 19-year-old, beautiful singer comes in and we uh, saving all my love for you and and, and those tunes, and, and she just sang like an angel. And I thought, boy, I sure hope they know what to do with her, you know, because we, we go in the studio and you, you hear a lot of singers. Madonna was one of those, you know, where you just before nobody knew. And right. then they go on to become huge stars. Um, Anita Baker, they're from her first album, Songstress, just having the greatest time. Uh, all those great songs, you know, she's, she's one of those artists where you just want to hear it in the studio. Um, like it's going to be, you know, so um, a lot of times it's just live, live on the floor, you know? Yeah. And, uh, did so, you play, did you play on, you give good love, by the way, did you play on that whole record? Let's see. Yes. Um, actually that particular single, I think Narda did. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, but then there were different producers. So um, Michael Masser did uh, greatest love of all. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, her her stuff, especially back then, again, a lot like Anita, and I know that was a little bit of that scene, and 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 music was in such a different place. But there was yeah. so much musicianship in the parts, like you know, oh, like yeah. you, mm. especially I think with her and bass stuff, and and Anita too. Like it just felt like there was a lot of like, yeah, just do your thing, and we'll tell yeah. you when not to do it. You know, <laughs> when we did um, Randy Newman, I love L.A. Those sessions that oh that my album. gosh was entirely like Toto. So, you know, going to the studio. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Carl, David Page, Luke, a third. 
you know, Lenny Castro. I mean, it was the Steve Picard was the Toto band. So, and that was, that was relatively early eighties. Uh, mm. And so I can remember that might've been our first time working together, but I remember again, you know, just like, bro, all the, these are all the, the top, top, top guys, you know, and then, and then Randy Newman and we all sit around the piano and learn the tunes and, and uh, that was all of us. You can hear Jeff's voice. We, we love it. We love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Y'all singing. A, yeah. 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 So we all got around the mic singing that. And, and, um, you know, so when the, the Lakers did three peep, uh, we all gathered as much of the original band and we all played it on the floor. Of the, oh, the I love that. No, I love the games. That. Yeah. Do you do, like having, and this is probably an impossible question, but haven't played on so many, I mean, classic songs in so many genres how often is it when you're in the studio where you can feel like this is when you're tracking a song you're like this is a this is a special song yeah like, when when you kind of say oh okay, yeah this, this one yeah really, yeah yeah, yeah. You, you know it's funny some sometimes you say that and then you never hear the song again yeah yeah <laughs> yeah know, after you walk yeah. out of the studio and i'm thinking Oh, this is gonna be great when everybody hears this. You know? That's and how I feel about ninety percent of my songs. That <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, but and and then sometimes, you know, the opposite ha- happens. You you think uh, this this isn't gonna make any noise, and then you know the thing becomes a big hit. You know, so I I definitely admit that I could never. You, you just can't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be lying if you if if anybody said they can tell. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Did right. you feel that way right. with Easy Lover though? Easy Lover felt really good. I, I was um, I was pleasantly surprised with the way that because we we wrote the um, the music and actually we recorded you know kind of just the track. Uh, it was a Thursday night. I'll never forget. And so we said, let's just put it down tonight as an idea, and then we'll come in tomorrow, listen to the track. And um, who was band for that? And do it, and it was uh, Daryl Sturmer on on guitar. Me, Phil. Um, Lisette Wilson, uh, Wilson on keyboards, mm. um, just the quartet. Wow. And, and Philip singing. So, you know, we, we put the track down and then the next morning we came in to listen to it. And, um, Phil was kind of singing the choosy lover or something like that, but, but I loved his voice on it. So I said, you guys should do this as a duet. But the thing is we listened back to the track and everybody said, Hey, hey what do you think? And we all liked the track. So the, the demo guide that we were going to listen to ended up being the record. No way. No way. Yeah. And then, um, you know, was it's Philip Bailey's record, but I said, man, Phil, you sound great. Why don't you guys do it as do it? Okay. No okay. way. Came back with the lyrics and, and, uh, and they did a duet. So it just literally came together just like that. You know, it took about maybe 20 minutes to write. If they could all be like that. That is exactly. so discouraging. So discouraging. <laughs> okay, and the, one, of, one of the other things I want to ask you about with all of this is, are there still artists that you want to play with that you hadn't yet? Or like people that are like on the list, you're like, oh man, we just haven't connected yet. Absolutely. Well, Prince was, was uh, oh, yeah. at the top yeah. of that list. Yeah. Obviously that won't happen. Um, you know, Pat Matheny, you know, we've, we've jammed together, but I would love to do, uh, do anything. Mm-hmm. With him, you know? mm-hmm recording or playing yeah. capacity one of my favorite musicians and um again it, you know when we do these kind of multiple artist gigs with james taylor um you know the, one of the things we, we laugh about because he said i hope you don't count this as us playing together 
<laughs> which is fantastic. That is amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and I that love it count. with all my heart. You know, we, that is so great. We've done a lot of stuff at the White House. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's That's trying hilarious. to keep, he's trying to stay off your discography. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it's, that is amazing. It's good. I love that I, so much. And I just did a thing with um, Steve Miller the other oh, last wow. weekend. And and so uh, you know, as soon as I got off the stage, I said, "Wait a second, let me get my let me get the bio out. I got to <laughs> add a name to it." <laughs> yeah. he, he was laughing. <laughs> And he said, yeah, I'm going to add yours to mine. Too. That is amazing. That's that is awesome. so amazing. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, that's amazing. So I remember when I was growing up, I was playing, you know, studying like classical piano, right? And I was obsessed when I was younger at, you know, it was a very young view of like how to measure talent, you know, and how right. good you are. And And I think as you get older and as you get, this probably goes for anything, but you become less and less concerned about, you know, that metric of like, where am I jockeying for the lead here? You know? Right. But I remember just always being, always being um, obsessed with like getting better and getting better as a player, getting better and, and like being, getting faster, like faster was always like the thing, like right. whatever song you're playing, how fast can you play it? And that will determine exactly. who is better here, you know? <laughs> right. And then when I, my band and I, you know, sign a deal and we start touring and all that, I, I remember a conversation that we had, the band and I, where we went around and we were like, if you could become, however you measure this, 50% better at your instrument right now, you push a button, you're 50% better or 50% better with like social skills, everything off stage. And it was the first time that I was like, I think I would press the second button. I think like, so this is a long-winded way of me asking you, like, how do you, obviously you are an insane musician. How much of your success do you attribute to just your raw talent? And how much do you attribute to right place, right time, being just the nice, great guy that you are? Like, where, how, do you, how do you explain it? You know well, what I mean? I've been called insane before, and, um, <laughs> and it's, a lot of that's true. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's so much, um, and, and to me, this applies to life in general. There's just so much um, that has to do with literally the chance of things happening, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know because then, you know, you could be crossing the street, and if, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's it, you know. But, mm, right. So to me, there's so many things that have to go right and, um, and be sort of in your favor um, mm. for, for things to happen. Because we, we, we all know people that have tried harder than anybody mm. and still sometimes they can't, they, they can't get off the runway. You know, exactly. What, well, and, and we all know reason. really talented musicians who exactly can't really get a gig, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and every day they're, they're more and more being born and, and people, everybody's picking up an instrument. And, and now, you know, you have yet to just scroll through Instagram and hear like the, the fastest, craziest players ever. You know, sometimes I like to just turn the volume down and scroll. And, <laughs> see, and you see guys just come. And, and, you know, piano is one of those instruments. It's a bit seductive, the speed, you know, because then, yeah. you know, you just start speeding guitar as well. And, uh, and every time I hear... 
super fast players, you know, and, and you walk away and saying, wow, that guy's really good. He's really fast, you know. Mm. But see, you don't want people walking away saying, oh, I could tell he practiced 13 hours a day. Mm. But you want them to walk away and say, wow, he broke my heart, you know. I oh, really was wow. touched by that music. Mm. And um, and that's one of the things that um, my son, I feel like he's getting. He's he's really come a long way on, on piano. Mm. And now, he's good. And yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Noah. And uh, uh, and now on Hammond organ, you know, and he's really, and, and he listens to a lot of the right guys, Billy Preston, and uh, and and so he's now one of those guys that, you know, when I listen to him, my, my heart just, of course, I'm his dad, but my heart goes yeah. pitter patter because I I feel like he's he's coming with something a little more than just virtuosity, and and you know, you walk away and say, oh yeah, they really practice 13 hours a day, you know, which which anybody could do. And, and and get fast but you know when you when you hear eric clapton play one note on the guitar you can tell that's eric clapton and it and, and it goes right to your heart you know mm -hmm. and that's the kind of music that to me represents a person's uh personality mm -hmm. and then um again personality and and the way you treat people the way you'll handle yourself are a very big part of of, of once you have graduated from you know being in your bedroom practicing you have to go out and people don't teach you how to deal with people. That's not part of mm. the curriculum, um, which I think it should be because mm. that's the next skill um, that I think every musician should learn is just how to, how to get on with the, the rest of the guys in the band and um, you know, all the, all the things you need to know to make that journey um, go flow a little smoother and, and be in harmony with, with mm. the people that you're going to have to make music with. Cause it, you know, we, we do something in our bedroom, we learn, we practice. But then uh, Miles Davis used to say, don't don't come down here and practice what you played in your I want you to practice on stage, you know, go out there wow. and, um, and and go up, go to the edge of the cliff, you know, and do something. Um, don't just come down with what you practice, because then that would mean that the conversation would be the same. Hmm, you don't, you right. don't get to you don't get to react to what you're hearing. You just said, right. oh, guys, I'm going to show you what I practice. Mm. I lick, you know. Right, right, right. So, uh, so it really becomes important, um, and it's uh, some of the, the the gigs I do that are speaking gigs. You know, everybody can relate to the fact that everybody in the room is really good at what they do, but there was never a class that said, "This is how you deal with people." And we're all in the people business. Hmm. Music business is people. Yeah. You know, yep. you you come here, and we're in the room for the first time together. You don't know me. I don't know you. We don't we don't know how we're going to react. So we have to be able to get along, you know, off stage and communicate what, you know, you communicate to us what you need and what you want. And, um, and so that to me has been one of the, the big studies over the last four decades plus that, that mm. I've been doing this. You, you, you occupy, you know, players. I mean, again, you are, you know, one of the best at what you've ever done. And, and so it's, it's interesting asking you this, but one of the things that's so interesting about what you have to do as a professional player. And I have so much respect for my friends who live here in Nashville and do it in LA that are, that are players like you, like amazing musicians is you're navigating this really weird space of trying to serve an artist. Right. So right. what's like you said, so eloquently, like what's your vision for tonight? What's your vision for today as we're recording in the studio and also bringing what you have to say, like how you interpret that music, how what you want to communicate with your playing, as you said, like 
making people cry or like whatever it is. And I have so much respect for that because it's, it's a cheat code for us as artists, because that's what we do. I mean, like that's, we have to do that, right? Like we're not interesting unless we're putting our stamp on it. We're saying what we have to say, but like as a bass player, it's such a fascinating thing. And it's such a tribute to you. One having done it so long, but two being so well known for it. Is it, I'm so fascinated by how you've constantly navigated serving people coming in the studio, trying to, yes, like trying, but also going, here's how I hear myself doing what you're asking me to do. And it always being so compelling and so emotional and so um, appropriate that that is a really, that would be really hard for me, you know, to, to, to have a career decades long, like you've had where you're constantly coming in. I mean, John and I were laughing earlier about this, thinking about players like yourself, where, you know, as an artist, we can kind of go, in the studio, like, I don't know what happens now. Let's figure it out. But like, if, if I come in and I'm like, Hey, those three or four takes, we're not feeling of that. What else you got? You got to go. Yeah, I got more. Um, here we go. Let me think what, you know, that, I mean, to me, I was telling Dave, that's, that's on the top of my list of, of things I'm most blown away by players like you. Cause again, if I'm in the studio, it's because I book, you know, like I wrote a song and I want to record it. So if I hit a, a wall or something, you know, fine everyone's just look no one's gonna you know be like dude this is why we hired you because no one hired me you know yeah, right. yeah. you guys exactly. that's you don't have that option it's like you've got bags of tricks for days well again we're the thing i love about being in in service oriented business like we all are in is that um you you're helping somebody outside of yourself you know you're not mm. just uh mm-hmm. coming in um with with a singular motive yeah uh, right. but it's and and to me that's one of the, the the greatest joys of my life to be able to lift people and when mm. whether they're your kid or or your boss or or your friend or you don't even know them but to be able to make them be better and, and yeah, feel yeah. better yeah look better sound better um there's there's no feeling quite like that and and that's what i've enjoyed you know just trying to you know, to this day, go in and, and try to make everybody in the room feel better. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if I'm, if I'm trying to connect dots that aren't connected here, but you, you grew up with, did you have eight siblings? Is that right? Yeah, we had, we had seven kids. Uh, my, my mom lost her first child wow. um, mm. early on and went on to have seven more. So, Jeez, <laughs> wow. and, and so, so I would have to imagine that's, that contributes to your uh, like people skills and Your you've ability. always been in a band you've always been yeah, you're you're, exactly. you're in the mix of you know seven people all the time no it's it's great and, and to this day we you know we we have a group chat that we're on multiple oh i times love that that's day. so yeah. sweet yeah no absolutely um and that's what our parents would have would have wanted you know they're they're both gone now and mm-hmm. and uh, we all are very close family but mm-hmm. again it's it's um it's it's service. My my eldest brother Ray is actually a priest. He's Monsignor East has a parish in Washington D.C. Wow! And wow. when he was, yeah, just the, the salt of the earth mm. give you the shirt off his back. And when we were kids, uh, we'd walk home from school and we were walking up the hill. You know, he'd he'd have our backs and he'd be pushing us up the hill. I mean, mm. he's always been a giver. You know, mm-hmm. and and so you know he he was a great example of of how to live your life and. Mm. And yeah, being from a big family, definitely, and and having great parents Mm. uh, contributed to our approach to life. Dave. Dave. 
<laughs> wow, you nailed yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, thanks. How about this one? Okay. John. No. Ow. No. Nope. Shoot. See, you're getting burnt out there. Oh. You know, and that's why you missed that. Look and it can be easy to get burned out look from you. work or just life in general. Am I right? Oh, I feel so seen. Listen, especially in our culture that prioritizes work over rest. That's right. Yeah. Not only can burnout be physically draining, but it can take a serious toll on your mental health as well. That's why it's so important to prioritize taking care of your mental health through ways such as therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And right now, Dadville listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Dadville. That's BetterHelp.com Dadville. So speak, you, we, we've been talking about you. I, I, I'm dying to know about your kids. You said they're both twins. They're both about to graduate, right? Yeah. So, so one of the things that I'm always, I, I love talking about this, especially with people who are in the season of life here and with kids that are older and, and growing up doing what you've done. What was it like having kids um, around that? Because I think different people handle it differently. Some people, you know, when you're playing with these artists that are your friends, cause you've played with them so long. I mean, these are like you said, Ringo. St- I mean, like, you know, you're sitting with your son and your phone rings and you pick it up and he looks over your shoulder and it says Ringo star. I mean, that's nobody's that's life. 25% is like- of the Beatles just called. <laughs> <my dad. laughs> but I mean, that's a very, that's a very unique existence to have a dad. I can't, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about, what that would have been like if my dad. So, so how did you navigate that with kids where they are getting exposed to these incredible experience and people and they're seeing you up on stages, but not just stages, but like monstrous stages or the what, playing for the Pope or playing for, you know, Nelson Mandela. W- what is it like parenting in those environments? Like, what is it like to be a parent who you are exposed to these just insane situations and then you got these little people that you're parenting too and then those things are crossing right you know how do you do that well up until up until the time i became a parent uh playing bass was my favorite thing ever to do and most proud Mm. uh, thing best gig on the planet until i had the kids which Mm. then i realized okay this is what you're born for you know and the meaning of life Mm. And I can literally say every single day has just been been a joy and better mm. than the one before. You know, it's just so much fun to watch them grow up, mm. watch, um, you know, watch what they're interested in. Uh, my daughter, Sarah, became a, a, a competitive gymnast. Oh, wow. For 10 years, she competed at a very high level. Um, state champion in vault and gracious wow. beam. Um just it was so much fun going to all the all the uh, gymnastics meets around the country, um, and and then she dislocated her shoulder. Every gymnast pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> it's just a and matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And Jeez. and then, um, but after that, she she took up track and and now she's running track on the D one track team for UC Good Berkeley. Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, she just like boy, went, the East go hard. Jeez, oh, no, she's, no kidding. She's a total athlete. Her her grandfather, my dad, um, was the world's fastest human. He had the world's record in the fifty and hundred yard dash. In wait, 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 what? <laughs> wait, seriously? Tom East, yeah, he was a he was a track star at Cheney State University. He uh, 
Um, he beat uh, Jesse Owens. What? What? He made the Olympics, but then there was a war that canceled the Olympics. Um, no. So, so he didn't go to the Olympics, but he was the world's fastest. He, he whoa, could beat whoa, whoa, me. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> when I was whoa. in high school, he was faster than me. But could I, he run faster than you could play bass, though? That's the question. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wait, wait. I got to ask. So, so was that like... Was that a thing? I feel like if this were a movie, it would be like he carried that. He never got to go to the Olympics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that like a right. thing for your dad? How did he work through that? Well, he was, he, and he was one of those guys. I mean, he was, he was a great student, and um, he had a, he had a lot going on. But that was when he was in college. He was the he was the world's fastest human. I got all the clippings from the the newspapers. Jeez. Of him, uh, you know, running across the tape and these big trophies and, um, you know, track star. But he like that. That would be something I would flex all the time. Like (laughs) just like in the neighborhood, like just some (laughs) random guy running on. I just jump out there and just whip him real quick and run back home. You know what I mean? Just like I still got it. It Flex. He he was um he was from Middle Drift, South Africa, and he uh, wow he he just was. Literally in high school, I couldn't beat him. You know, it'd be, for real, you know, even even then, even then, he'd give me a head start. And, and no, and with the, a head you start, know, the genes, you know, they definitely skipped my generation. <laughs> <laughs> but my daughter, she, she's got know, it. She's got it. So she's she's on the track team and 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 smoking down there. And Gosh. and so I thought it's just incredible when you when you watch somebody develop from mm. you know from birth. Yeah. And um so you know she's uh she's majoring in, in integrated biology and she's Easily. her mom's a, a pediatrician, so she's kind of following in the footsteps of the medical profession mm-hmm. right God. now. And then um of course Noah um he although he's in the uh house school of business up there, but he's he's become my favorite musician. Uh, wow piano lessons he played on my very first solo album and then he played on my second album jeez wh- how old now, was he then and he was 13 13 uh, yeah <laughs> Good and if you gracious. listen to the first album uh we do uh a verse and he came home with a version of um somewhere over the rainbow oh wow um that that these beautiful changes and everything i remember playing it for chris giro and oh that we let's record it you know so we recorded and then and chris chris said to no he said okay when you when we roll the tape, say, "Are you ready, Dad?" And then, uh, then my my line is, oh, "Ready, son." Oh, oh my so, gosh! Yes, <laughs> so, beautiful voice. So, uh, so there he is. You know, first album, thirteen. Are you ready, Dad? You know, oh my, ready, gosh. son. And then, uh, and then my second album, he played on as well. When um, we do another uh, piano upright bass duet, mm-hmm. and same thing, but this time his voice is, "Are you ready, Dad?" You That's know, right. Yeah, little, yeah. A little lower. <laughs> You're having to go even lower, <laughs> right? And we are. Uh, <laughs> And and we did it. Actually, the first one it was yesterday. We did a cover of the Beatles yesterday, and then wow. over the rainbow on the second one. And uh, he's you know he's one of my favorite people and musicians. And uh, so we want to do father son album. So oh, that's so cool. You oh, heard you it first could. here. Totally <laughs> yeah, that's right. So so um, what is it like? John and I talk about this so much, but but with you obviously doing what you do when they were young. Was them playing music a big deal? Was that something you pushed? Or you purposely didn't push? Or you kind of medium pushed, or they right. saw you doing it, so they wanted to? That's always such a fascinating space with a professional right. musician parent, like how they decide to sort of let music yeah. into the house and stuff. 
Well, I, I think there's there's probably not a household in America where you didn't have to take piano lessons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's in some kind of form, you know, Pete, everybody yeah. took lessons. Even when we uh, we all were kids, seven kids, we all took piano lessons. Wow. Know? And and so, um, but but yeah, he he had a, a gift. I noticed when I was five years old, I would play the bass. I said, play the note daddy's playing. I'd hit a D and then he would just play the D. Oh my gosh. And he had I perfect just, pitch that young. I discovered he had perfect pitch, right? Jeez, Louis. Yeah, I was going to ask you what the <laughs> moment is. Because, you know, I, I see my kids doing different things. And my, you know, we've got a piano in the house and right. my daughters will make up some little songs. And I'm, you know, when I'm, whenever I'm talking to friends, I'm like, I'm, I'm cringing as I'm saying it because I realize <laughs> I'm talking about my kids. But I'm like, no, I really think my kids really are talented. But yeah, I was curious, like when the moment was wow. that you're like, no, I think this is objectively, he's got a talent. Yeah. So well, when you see that he's got some perfect pitch, you're like, well, yeah, okay. Here yeah. We go. I mean, literally I can go to the piano and then just get five notes with my fist and they'll say, Jeez. A flat, B flat, D, D, you know I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's uncanny how good his ears are. And yeah. even when they used to speed up, um, like Michael Jackson, one of Quincy's mm-hmm. tricks was when they used tape, they'd speed up the track just to give it a little more energy. Mm-hmm. Energy, and then we'd be in the car, and he says, "Daddy, this tune's a little, little different key from the record." You know, it's a little passion. I'm going, "Come on now, you know, Come I mean, this what man. he can hear." And and so it's, it, I mean, it's it's a blessing because he mm-hmm. he can just jump in there and play, you know, anything basically after he's heard it for. So is that something like it's because you're you know you're playing obviously as he's growing up you're you're doing your job right. are, are right. you like are you giving him access to things is he wanting to come kind of watch you work or is he coming Pretty to see much. you play and so you're kind of bringing yeah. him into that that and sort of going hey take it all in and watch it yeah and and you know we 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 you know Stevie Wonder's birthday we'd go over to his house so they they met Stevie at an early age and what a terrible <laughs> trajectory for your kids I mean like. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I mean, we went to Stevie's house the other day. We were just playing some superstition, whatever. You know. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? It's like we went to Chuck E. Cheese and lost the shoe. You're like, All right, great. <laughs> I mean, I was home once, and, and Michael Jackson. I was on talking to him on the phone. I have twins. I, I love twins. I, <laughs> you know, and and it's so they they've been sort of connected, you know, from mm-hmm. very early to to the music when when they were. Uh, Really, well, I think maybe two years old, uh, we were recording an album called Riding with the King, B.B. King and Eric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they came to the studio and B.B., he saw that he sat one on each lap and, and <sighs> talked to this it's Uncle B.B. And he, he rolled up the dollar bill and made a ring out and put in on each one of them's finger. And, and, uh, <laughs> I love that. And so we got home, you know, and, and uh, so we took the rings and my wife was taking the, the dollar bill ring and they were hundred dollar bills oh my gosh <laughs> and, and so Hello. like bb king but and every time i used to speak to him the phone, how are my twins doing they, oh you know, my and, gosh and so it was kind of like sweet. they had um they had early experiences you know hanging mm. with with um some of these people so it was kind of like normal feeling yeah. and, and now i love it even um my daughter Sarah, she sits down she plays a few really hard Stevie Wonder tunes, like top mm-hmm. to bottom. Wow. And, and they're, you know, they're influenced by that music from that era. You know? What was it like writing? Like we're, uh, my temptation, anytime, like a song I've written is on the radio or something is on to like, 
let the kids know like i don't know if y'all know this but uh <laughs> this is one of my you know whatever it is did really? what, was that a temptation for you especially when they were younger or or maybe even as teens where you're trying to really you know remind them how cool you are we like i don't know if y'all know that uh <clears throat> that baseline or that's old pops right here putting it down you know well you know it's it was funny because then they would they would ask they would say is that your daddy so no. it's like they would they would start to recognize and uh oh really you know there was a point where like get lucky was just on the radio too much yeah, 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 like yeah. three yeah. stations at once yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and uh but it would always be a big smile when they'd hear it on the radio and and yeah they they can start to tell you know that they need a bass the need a baker tunes the bass yeah. has a prominent role yep um and um so the good thing is i think is that they've they've had a chance to hear some really good um good harmony and notes uh, uh foreplay they grew up yeah you know, we're coming on tour with us. Mm. Um, they have two great keyboard player godfathers, great Bill and James, Billy Jeez. Gaines and, and Bob James. Good <laughs> night. Greg and, was uh, just here two nights ago with Mayer, by the way. They just oh, played man. Gun, yeah. yeah, I bet that was great. You know yeah. what? Speaking of Greg, we, you and I did a uh, one of those shows with Yamaha. I think it was at Nam. We were playing outside. Right. And I played one of my songs, uh, Why I'm Talking to You. Right. And at one point, because the band is so freaking good, I just grabbed the mic and I, I walked away from the piano. Which I, 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 Nathan, this is the first time and only time I've ever done that in my life. I just, <laughs> I've walked away from the piano. It's this huge stage. And so I'm just like out there, you know, playing, singing and, and, then there's a piano pl- uh, solo coming up, and I, t- <laughs> it, I, know, I he had. This. Do you remember this moment? I remember. He this had moment. Sli- slid <laughs> over. He was playing behind me. He was playing like organ or keys or whatever. Right, and he Sims. came over to oh, the that is piano. So cool. That is, and so it was cool. like it was solo time. And so I just turned around. I didn't know he was on the piano. I turned around and like ran to the piano, and so he's like, oh, and he he scoots away. And as I'm playing my solo, I'm like, this was sacrilegious what just happened right now. <laughs> no. I just kicked Greg Philip Gaines off the piano. Oh, and my he God. loved he loved that tune. I, I remember him playing it and he was he was just matter of fact, after you played, he came over. I think he slapped you on the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that is amazing. No, that was a great moment. And and uh no, we 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 had so much fun and we really respected your music and your singing and and i remember greg mm, greg was you. blown away by you yeah, you know? yeah. thank you and he's uh, a beast and he called me the other day and said he's having the best time of his life out there with john mayer and i can't i, I mean i'm so I, after the show we saw john mayer here two nights ago and we were talking about the the best moments and one of hands down the highlight moments was he did this guitar solo Right. That lasted. I mean, it was like a ten-minute solo, and then he and John, one of the best moments of the night. He and John did this like kind of back and forth, and right. but then they like the peak of the mountain was the two of them doing this crazy riff together, right. harmonizing. It was wow. insane. Yeah, like dueling. <laughs> yes, guitar oh, and guitar. So good. It no, was so I know good. It, it looks like so much fun. Um, and uh, I, I can't wait to catch those guys because yeah. they're all my friends, you know, Pino, yes. yeah, oh gosh. Yeah, Steve yeah, yeah. Perone, you know, they just, you know, Lenny Kessler. Yeah, the killer band. Great band. Yeah, we uh, played I, Brent Stone with Eric. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. 
So I, I wanted to ask you um, one of my last questions, although I've, I have like 45 more questions. I'm not going to get to that. <laughs> We're not halfway there, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, what was it like being an empty nester? Because that to me, you know, my kids are are six and nine. So I've, we've got some time, but I'm already thinking you know, about, you know, when they they leave the house and and how tricky a time that can be. No, I mean, it, it's the worst. <laughs> it's not, some, some people, some parents are giving each other high fives when the kids leave, you know, uh-huh. but but not us. No, we we dreaded the moment, but it just we love them so much, you know. And, yeah. And and I wish we could I wish we could live together forever. I, I love them that right. much. You know? Their yeah. their bedrooms will all always be there, guys. If you're listening, <laughs> your room will always be there. And um, it's just too much fun because you know when when Noah leaves. I mean, we have a Hammond organ, a a, a big uh, Yamaha grand piano. We mm-hmm. and and we all play. You know, mm. the gear is set up in the living room. It's like a little club. And uh, when the kids come home, Sarah as well, we all get in the living room playing. It's, it's the joy of my life, you know. Gosh, so, so great. Yeah, I, I would imagine if it was me, like, you, you know, you're you're playing something, like, you know, Noah's like, hey, let's play something. And he's playing. He's like, that actually, you're not playing your part right. And you're like, <laughs> right. what is that? And he's like, I don't know if you remember, you actually, it's the flat five. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He busts me all the time. That would be such an amazing thing to have a child who's got perfect pitch and you're a musician that would be that like i could see how parts of that would be amazing but also like yeah. dad you're a little flat little <laughs> just turn your e oh, no, up yeah, a, let's drive me crazy just up a little <laughs> you know my son i think is going to be an agent r a and r uh uh like at a label because we'll well he's just started doing this he's 10 now but i was playing him it's the cutest thing but it is it's hysterical i was playing him some new songs and it means well they always want to hear new songs they always want so it's like like dad, you got a new song on the way to school. It's every morning. You got a new song. Like, I didn't play a new song. And, and Ben is like, he's like, <laughs> and it's wow. so cute. Cause there's not words for what he's trying to say. He doesn't know him yet. But he'd be like, ah, and I was like, what do you think? He's like, it's good. It's definitely good. Um, I feel like your vocals like, and he, de- there's no, he doesn't know what the word is now, but he's like, it's like, it's a little pointy. It's like, ah, I don't know. It's like, uh, <laughs> what he's and he literally said and, and i love that you know he's like in the bridge like it just gets a little pointy and i was like okay yeah yeah what else he's like i don't love the guitar i don't love the guitar part and i'm like what is happening to me right now like i've got like wow. some a and r my back is like right. I think you got better stuff dave I think you got better stuff i just Fantastic. think it's getting a little repetitive you know but it is so cute i i, I love it's one of my favorite things about living in nashville and obviously you know this from you and your family being in LA and your friends, but there's almost no greater joy I get as a dad and as a musician and artist that my kids are exposed to my friend. I mean, John's one of them, you know, that are so good. And that's a normal thing for them is to just see wonderfully talented, creative people around being creative. I just think that's such a powerful gift to give a kid that, and I, I say this all the time on here, but it's true. I think, you know, because you go from sort of the, the jobs, you know, Okay, kids, you kind of, here's all the jobs you can do in the world. And that thing just gets so much more wide when they see the the typical sort of jobs that people do that you'd always talk about doctors, lawyers, accountants, preachers, whatever. But then you add the arts to it in a city like Nashville, a city like LA, and your kids being exposed to those people. And that's normal for them all of a sudden. You know, it's normal Absolutely. to go to the studio. It's normal to see dad play a show. It's normal yeah. to see dad at the house for, you know, in the middle of a Tuesday, sitting around, 
you know, cause he doesn't, you know, he's not working that day. You know, those things are just such yeah. interesting, cool gifts. I think we get to give our kids as musicians that are really unique, you know, Absolutely. and I, I love that. I love that. And Nashville, I mean, you can't throw a rock without hitting a musician oh, or a man. studio. <laughs> you know, and it's just, I, know it. I think, I think more so than LA now that uh, a lot of, a lot of our LA buddies have, have moved to Nashville and yeah. just love it there. Yeah, the other night, John Mayer on stage, he was like, hello, Nashville. He's like, you know, I live out in L.A. and I've had a lot of friends uh, move out here in the last two years. So I also want to say hello, L.A. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, I know. I I think I have more friends now that have moved there from from L.A. Yeah. It's We've got a spot for you, Nathan. That's what I want to yeah, tell you. Hey, spot for you, okay? Come okay. on. Dave. Yep. Hey, yep. you know, parents know there are plenty of reasons to worry about the next generation. But one particular issue will have enormous consequences for our kids, and most people are afraid to talk about it. Online pornography. As kids spend more time online, they're being unwillingly exposed to explicit sexual content at record rates. On average, this blows my mind. It happens by age 13, and it can have serious lasting consequences. You know, even though research links pornography exposure to worse mental health, unstable relationships, and other issues, the big tech companies are doing almost nothing to stop it. That's why we are so excited to tell you about Canopy, a new partner of ours that's helping families take back control over what their kids see online. Canopy uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence to make the internet safe for kids by blocking explicit material on every single website. Learn more at canopy.us slash dadville and use the discount code dadville at checkout and get 30 days free and 15% off your subscription forever. Your kids will thank you later. So we uh, we end uh, every, first of all, th- this is just what a joy to be with you, by the way. Just oh, this thanks, is such guys. a gift and, and is a bucket list for me for sure. Um, I've got some bass lines I want to play you as we log off just in a second. <laughs> um, just I'm working on whatever. Um, no, but <laughs> right. we always we always end with two questions. I'll ask the first one. Uh, what is the one thing you want your kids to know? Wow. Well, I want them to know God. Mm. You know, it's it's like um where where every breath, every blessing comes mm. from. Mm. And um, the reason things are the way they are sometimes, mm. and it, it, we can't question, it's the mystery of life. Mm. And then I, I just want them to uh, know themselves and, and know what mm. makes them happy and, and know what, um, what they, they feel good about that you can go. Uh, we live in a world now where, where um, you're so influenced by um, what you see as you scroll. Mm, any number mm-hmm. of platforms mm. uh and what people don't realize is you're getting the the best i mean mm. people are they've practiced they're they're using they're tuning the face <laughs> you know mm. they're auto-tuning everything and so what you're getting is not necessarily um, an accurate representation and i think a lot of people especially young folks feel like they have to live up to this sort of false Mm. Um, I feel sorry for young girls. You know, do they? They have to just be perfect. You know, makeup right. and yeah, and, uh, and what they're wearing and their weight and their size, and it just becomes like a competition. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, one of the things you know, I hope that um, our young people just don't get seduced by mm. by that fluff, you mm. know, right? Of, of, of what's going on out there, because otherwise, it's it's easy to 
kind of think that, oh, no, I'll never have that. You know, and you look mm -hmm. at these people and the photos have been doctored mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. has been, you know, so um, we just have to be a little careful. It's, it's, it's fun. You know, mm -hmm. I have to admit everybody, it's, it's fun to see what people are doing and, mm -hmm. and, and folks are out there. But I think um, to, to get an awareness of yourself and where you fit into the world, I think is a very important thing for yeah. young people. Nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a great yeah. answer. All right, I'm 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 fighting all the questions that I didn't ask <laughs> you. But I'm you gonna, know, we did we did Questlove uh, Supreme. I listened to that by the way, and it was <laughs> it, awesome. Oh, he's amazing. It was you know? so great. And and I think three hours in, we we decided, wait a second, we either have to finish or do another uh. part <laughs> before the Zoom call ends or something. Yeah, but no, all it's right. a lot of fun. Last question. What do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Wow. It's been nice knowing, you know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. No, I mean, I, I want them to say, uh, you know, I want them to say how they felt about, uh, you know, I want them to grade me, hmm. you know, as, mm -hmm. as a dad. And um, I want them to be honest. And, and hopefully they'll say, oh, we... We're gonna miss him until we see him again. We we mm. loved every minute on earth with with him, you know. Mm. And uh, that's the other thing I've been to almost too many memorial services of late. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a lot of really good friends have been uh, going, and it's hard to figure out like why all of a sudden they, so many people are uh, are like leaving us. You know? mm. And, and yeah. again, I I'd say God only knows. So the, that'll be one of the questions you know, that you want to ask, but mm. yeah, make, make the best while you're here. And, mm. and I hope they realize, I mean, that he lived a great life and, and, uh, and he was happy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's great, man. Nathan, oh. thank you so much for doing this. You, oh, you man, are, pleasure, I, I, truly, I just want to reiterate, man, you, you are one of those guys in my music career that, uh, that really kind of like, put me at ease and you have such a you know you have you have just such an aura around you and you just make people feel great you're such a great mm -hmm. encourager well, and you. so damn talented well yes. you're, you're very kind for saying that i i uh i hope we get to play and work together again because yeah. it truly was a joy and and um you know we were all blown away with your with your talent you know because like oh. you say natalie cole's on this show and so we know what she can do but you came up there and and uh you know you you found your place on stage and it was it was real i remember how impressed we all were he's the natalie that's cole kind. of nashville everybody says that so <laughs> that's how i introduced myself right. just to kind of give you a range i'm kind of the natalie cole well of nashville. i can i can remember because greg was you know and greg's a you know he's he's a tough crowd he's he's hard mm. to he's hard to get to win over you know yeah especially that quickly, but you, you came in there and, and he was very, very impressive. We, as we all were. And um, so thank you. It's, it's fun. I, I feel privileged to be in this business that we, we do what we love and, and that's our living, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it feels like, a, it feels like, you know, one of those blessings that I never take for granted. I, I mm -hmm. feel like, you know, man, this is, this is what I absolutely love doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, people send planes for you and you fly all over the world and get to see and meet your heroes. And, mm. um, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I always think to myself, OK, just make sure you're worthy of this mm. of this grace, this blessing, because mm. uh, 
a lot of people out there doing the same thing. Well, you're one of yeah. our heroes. Yeah. So thank you oh, thank so you. much for being on. We really yeah, appreciate man. it.